Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Thursday, May 6th, 2021. Brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill. Best dentist I've ever gone to. The only dentist I've gone to the last 27 years. He is unbelievably good at all things you need to be good at to be a great dentist. All right, he's a terrific artist, very creative, a good scientist, a guy who is empathetic so he doesn't let you sit there in pain. I've never felt pain in the chair at today's dentistry. You won't either. 317-849-2933 is the number. Hit subscribe, hit like, ring the bell. Let's talk about sports. The uh, Indianapolis Colts, they signed a guy yesterday, Malik Jefferson, a linebacker, third-round draft pick in 2018. He's a special teams guy. He's a roster filler type guy who might be able to make some plays on special teams. Doesn't play linebacker a whole lot but a really good special teams guy. One of those guys, bottom of the roster guy, the kind of guy that Chris Ballard will find and all of a sudden makes a play for the Colts in October that helps them win a game. That's what happens. So uh, that's who they are, and that's that's what Chris Ballard is. Chris Ballard is going to take care of the top of the roster the best he can, but he's really going to find guys at the 50th, 51st, 52nd, 53rd spot who are going to help you win some football games Really, really good at that. This weekend, he's got a decision to make. I think they're going to have uh, they're they're going to have to make their decision about left tackle. Eric Fisher's going to come to town. They're going to give him a going over. They're going to look at his Achilles, try to figure out whether he projects to be able to play in 2021, and then they're going to make the call. Is it going to be Eric Fisher? Is it going to be Charles Leno? Would you rather if if Eric Fisher can't play? For the first eight games, would you rather have Sam Tevy as the starting left tackle for eight games and then Eric Fisher for the next eight games, knowing that he's one of the best left tackles in the game? Or would you rather have Charles Leno, who was let go by the Chicago Bears earlier this week, uh, would you rather have him, as or late last week, would you rather have him as your left tackle, knowing that he's healthy today and projects to be healthy for 2021. Half Tevy, half Fisher, or all Leno. And then, of course, in the postseason, you've got Fisher. As though you can project with exactitude exactly the the recovery time from an Achilles tear and, and repair, which you really can't. Me, I'll take Tevy and Fisher because I want the best over the course of the last half of the season and then the postseason because once you get to the postseason, if you've got Eric Fisher as the anchor of your offensive line, along with Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Mark Lewinsky, and Braden Smith, you've got maybe the best offensive line in the NFL that's going to help you in the postseason. If you've got the best offensive line in the NFL, all of a sudden Carson Wentz is going to look a whole hell of a lot better than he did last year. And I don't understand why people continue to judge Carson Wentz based upon only his 2020 numbers, rather than looking at 2017, 18, and 19. Oh, he's not even a top 20 quarterback. 
Okay, well, he was from 17 through 19. He was ranked 14th by Pro Football uh, Focus in 18 and 19. He was ranked 6th in 2017. This is a guy who can play, who looks a lot like Andrew Luck. He's got to stop doing what Luck did, and that's extend plays to the point where he gets hurt at the end of them. Muck a play every once in a while. It's better for everybody. You know, first and 10, you drop back. You have to scramble. You don't have to tuck it to get eight yards and bring yourself to second and two. You can dump it. Second and 10, you can survive that. You can go get the first down. Don't worry about it. The Colts, if they take care of left tackle, what is the next position of need? It's, I don't think it's cornerback, even though they've got Rocky Seen and Rocky Seen is slow. I don't think it's linebacker, even though I'm not sure who the third starting linebacker is going to be with Bobby Okereke and Darius Leonard. It's not the defensive front. They took care of that in the draft. It's not offensive line. We just talked about it. It's not running back, not tight end, not quarterback. I think it's wide receiver, right? You've got T.Y. Hilton. You've got Michael Pittman Jr. You've got Paris Campbell if he's healthy and can stay healthy. Zach Paschal, you've got uh, DeMichael Harris, Des Patman. you got all these guys. Can any of them play at near a Pro Bowl level with an upgrade at quarterback? We're going to find out. I think they need a top-line receiver. I don't think that they have that. It's not T.Y. anymore. And can Pittman grow into it? I think he can grow into it. But I don't know that that is a fait accompli. Uh, Pacers lost last night, 104-93. Just a mess of a game. They were down 17, headed into the fourth quarter. This is a team, given the construct of the roster and the health of the roster, that's just not competitive. Uh, They're 30-35 right now. They're still a half game up on the Washington Wizards, and they are three and a half up on the Toronto Raptors for that last play-in spot. You know what? They're just not a lot of fun to watch, although it was kind of interesting last night as assistant coach Greg Foster went after Goga Batadza. Goga hits a three, but the, pre- the previous possession on defense, Goga let a guy get to the rim, and, and Foster didn't like it, and he let Batadza know about it, What is an assistant coach doing lacing up a player who's in the middle of a game on his home court? What in the sweet hell is going on with the Pacers? You never see that. Like, that doesn't happen. You don't have to talk to a guy quietly at practice or in the locker room. You can kind of get in a guy's ear about things. But embarrassing him on his home court in the middle of play while he's on the floor, I just don't understand. I, you don't see that, an assistant. Now, a head coach might decide to do that. I think that this shows a complete lack of leadership by Nate Bjorkren that an assistant coach feels it's his responsibility to get after a guy like that. I don't like it, and, and I think that it casts aspersions on Nate Bjorkren as a leader. Nate Bjorkren, to his credit before the game, there's, there are these reports, Adrian Wojnarowski, when Adrian says stuff, when Woj says stuff, you know, it's, it's well-sourced and it's true, that Nate Bjorkren has a communications problem with that locker room and that, and that players aren't happy, staff not happy. And, and so when you've got something like that going on, it, you wonder just how long that coach is going to be around. Greg Foster, what he did last night as an assistant coach, is not a good look for Nate Bjorkren. You've got to be honest. You've got to assert expectations if you want to be a leader. And you have to follow through. You have to define the expectations and enforce the expectations. 
And it looks like Nate Bjorkren is not doing that or Greg Foster wouldn't feel the need to do that. This is not good. Not good at all. Uh, Cubs winners last night in 11, 6-5 over the Dodgers. That's a three-game sweep over the Dodgers. Who thought the Cubs were capable of such a thing? Uh, good for the Cubs. They got the Pirates for three this weekend, uh, beginning tomorrow. Oh, by the way, the Pacers play Atlanta tonight at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. And, uh, you know, I, I guess you show up for the fireworks instead of excellence on the floor. The, this is a Pacers team that is virtually unwatchable and a team that seems to be unspooling right before our very eyes. And it's terrible to watch. This has been one of the most stable franchises in the NBA. And to watch this thing come apart at the seams is not good. You might like drama, but I don't like this kind of drama. Anyway, uh, Cubs winners in 11 last night. Tony La Russa. Tony La Russa didn't know the rules. You, You don't have to have... If the last guy in your order is like the closer, you don't have to have him run the bases. And this is what happens. Rob Manfred, God bless his pointy little head, right, as the commissioner of baseball, asserting all these wackadoodle rules. What's he doing? You put a runner on second to start the extra innings. And and so LaRusa doesn't know what runner's supposed to be on second. He's got his closer out there. He gets... Called on the carpet for it after the game by the media. He's like, hey, I didn't know the rule. Well, these rules are idiotic, for God's sake. If you're playing putt-putt, how far away from the bricks do you get to set the ball? I don't know. It's putt-putt. They've turned Major League Baseball into putt-putt in extra innings, and I absolutely hate it. Let's celebrate some birthdays. LaRusse is a great manager. And that baseball has put him in a position where these rules are so contrived that he can't keep track of them. Yeah, a little bit of it's on Tony La Russa, but a lot of it's on Major League Baseball for dicking this whole thing up. Uh, Chance Bond, happy birthday. Justin Zaparian, happy birthday. Ricky Bannett, celebrating her birthday, the great Ricky Bannett. John O'Rourke, Keith Menner, Steve Foster. And this would have been my mom and dad's 60th wedding anniversary. How about that? Dad passed away. Uh, a little bit less than 19 years ago, but he is still a uh, a very present part. He is a big personality and a present part of our lives every day. And happy anniversary to mom, uh, two kids. You know, we do our best. That's the way it goes. <laughs> I don't know if she's ready to, to you know, say, okay, Kitten Kelly or my legacy, I'm good to go. I, I don't think that that's really where mom's at <laughs> in her life. So... Anyway, uh, if today's your birthday or your anniversary, you know what? Celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday or anniversary, uh, celebrate somebody else. That is best done with an honest and specific compliment today inside Indiana Sports Now. We've got to talk about the Pacers a little bit. This is a weird situation. We've never seen this with the Pacers. We have seen mature leadership with the Pacers from stem to stern my entire time being in Indianapolis, and that stretches back to 1993. So from Larry Brown getting that job through prior to this season, it's been adults in the room. And it doesn't look like that's the case anymore, and that's a complete shame. We'll talk to you about it this afternoon uh, about 3 o'clock. Cannot wait. And we'll talk about the Colts, too. Who knows what the Colts will do? Big day. Huge day. 
Let's go.